Welcome back to another episode of Every Little Voice. My name is Richard Marcella, and today on the podcast, we have a very special guest, uh, many special guests in the room with us here. This is part three, actually, of um, of the Song to Studio project that's kind of evolved here at Regent Park School of Music. And if you're listening to this podcast, dear listeners, go back and listen to the episode with Pierce and the very last episode, the episode with uh, Sabrina. Those are two prior songs that we helped uh, develop through this project that was spawned from the minds of, of Casey Messia and, uh, and James Bunton. And now it's evolved into this thing. So here we are, chapter three. We have with us, I'll go through the room. We've got Salam. Hi. Ooh, you sound nice on that microphone. Yeah, no, and no one kick anything, okay? <laughs> it, it, that was a high with a kick. It was good, though. Uh, who else do we got? I'm Kieran. Hi. Kieran, and thank you so much. We're going to get into it. Kieran Adams. No, just listening. <laughs> oh, we got to give a shout out to Mystery guest. No mystery guest. Okay, mystery, mystery guest. Mystery guest. Thank you for being here. There's a mystery guest in the room. We'll, we'll, we'll reveal her presence later. Yes. Salam's mom, Marianne. Thank you for being here, Marianne. And finally, Sebastian. Hi. RPSM faculty member, Sebastian Shinwell. So thank you. Welcome. Uh, we're going to talk about a few things, but really here today, we're here to highlight and premiere the, uh, the track. Okay. So this is the, the world premiere. You're going to hear it. We're going to play it at the end of this episode, like we've done with Pierce and Sabrina's episode. Okay. So, um, but, but today we're here to, re- to listen, to reflect on this tune. What's it called? Salam? I think it's called Feeling Blue. That's the, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's called Feeling Blue. And um, can you maybe with Kieran, so let's just give a little bit of context to how Kieran Adams came to the school as a volunteer through this program with Casey and James. Uh, Kieran, can you help set it up, how you came into this and how this kind of creative thing just spawned? Uh, Well, I heard about the program through Casey. Yep. Because we've worked together before. We've made some music together. I played drums with her project and co-produced some stuff with her. Um, and she told me about this program a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And I thought it seemed really amazing. And I've always wanted to just try and find ways to to be more involved with the, the creative process of music. And it seemed like a real nice way to get a window into that. Yeah. Um, and last year, when Sabrina did her track, I played drums on that recording. So I was involved right. with that. And then, yeah, so Casey or you, somebody emailed at the beginning of this year and mentioned that Salam had the song that she wanted to work on. And, I mean, the process was pretty – I feel like this, I feel like we could have went into the studio on the first day. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Salam really? had this song. You know, it seemed – it feels like it almost, like, came to you, like, pretty well – developed it was like a a snapshot or something that was just kind of there that's how that's how it felt to me had you been working on it sebastian and you guys been working on this tune prior to kieran coming in not really yeah maybe like she showed me once Mm -hmm. i can't remember okay but it was wasn't like she she came in with it pretty much written Mm -hmm. so songwriting is becoming more of a thing at rpsm and helping our students kind of find their voices through this expression, this beautiful art that we all make, right? The songwriting and recording and producing thing. How many tunes have you kind of got upstairs or or written out, Salam? I think I wrote more songs before. Yeah. When I was like eight or like wow. in like ten. How old are you now? I'm twelve. She's twelve. Okay. Um, but I used to write so much songs and like wow. 
They sounded so bad. Like what I love. <laughs> like I think I still have a few of them, but they sounded like really bad. And when did you join like, our? When did you join the RPSM family? Was it through choir? Uh, yeah, it was through high choir. So, like, I, I remember seeing you around when we moved here in the, in this building, right? Yeah. Like, you kind of came on board around then, around tw- 2012? So, you were what age then? Can we do the math? I was probably, like, nine. Nine. Sorry, I nine. I think I came, yeah, I came in when I was nine. Oh, wow. So, you were already, you were already writing tunes back then. <laughs> yes. But that they're bad. Well, <laughs> they are just that. Even just taking the initiative to like write, having the idea to write a song at that age. But I, tried, cool. I don't know. For yeah. some reason, I tried like I. I think I tried making songs like Taylor Swift. Sure. And like, <laughs> like Nicki Minaj. I tried making songs sure. like that back sure. then. And like looking back now, they just they didn't sound good. No. They didn't sound good. So you actually recorded some of those? No, I didn't. I just okay. I just sang them the lyrics. I just sang okay. them in the house, and I was just like singing the songs, but they and, never sounded good. And you're also taking private guitar lessons with Sebastian. So, mm-hmm. so how long has that been going on with you? With you and Sebastian, it's been about a year. Probably. Yeah, sort of about a year. I think we started last May. Yeah, yeah. But um, I didn't want to come to class. Yeah. I realized what. I think oh. I came once. You came and once Sebastian, last year, right? And I'm like, I can do this. He's he's nice. He's cool. Yeah. So. <laughs> you know, this is all about people, okay? So you developing as a musician, I got, I was a little worried about around that time when, when we were changing, uh, when we had a, change, a teacher changeover. And, and it's like, this is your voice. This is your musicianship. You got to like, if you're not getting it from, you know what I mean? It's like, you kind of have. You're part of this journey with us, right? It is all about people. So I'm really glad that this has stuck and that there's something with you and Sebastian. And then we're now able to evolve it. And then Kieran comes into the mix to help foster this tune and this project. Um, so now let's talk about that. So how often were you coming into, how many lessons did you crash? I think we did like maybe five. It was six. every couple of weeks, but then, you know, with some, yeah, we try to make it happen like, like once every other week. Okay. Does yeah. that make sense? Around that. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Every other week. And, and with prior iterations of this, uh, song to studio project, they, they changed gears. Like if you reflect with Casey and James and you, you listen back even to the, um, the podcast episode with, I'm thinking of, um, Pierce, the first mm. RPSM student that we did this with. I wonder if I heard that. They song redid then. it. Yeah. They like, he, he went away and came back and he's like, yeah, we're scrapping that tune. I got a new one. And they, they went in a totally other d- direction. Whoa. It was kind of neat. So it's, it's also really cool to me to think that you arrived and you're calling like, no, this thing was pretty, pretty ready on day one mm-hmm. so i want to take a minute and just acknowledge the fact that this tune didn't come from like uh this is a heavy tune that you wrote right mm-hmm. um the minute i heard it like it's it's emotion it's loaded with emotion that you can hear that you can hear all of it like i don't know the story we don't even need to get into it if you don't want to if you don't feel comfortable with that but it's a heavy it's a heavy thing that you did so it makes sense to me i'm just going to say that it would it would kind of come fully like you, you came to that for first lesson it, it was mm-hmm. kind of ready mm-hmm. you know so I, I there's no question there it's just it's more of a of a statement that it's I was very moved I only heard it this morning in fact mm-hmm. but I had known that like you guys have kind of given me a heads up on on what it, what it was about so when did you when did you write this tune did you write it prior you obviously wrote it prior to Kieran coming to the class right yeah I think I wrote it. I think it was like September or October. Yeah. And like I was literally, so this is how this is the story. 
So I had this art class at the community center Asia Park. Yeah. Um, and they gave us these books and then I got, um, it was a graffiti class. So I got one of the artists to, um, write like a music sound box. I'm going to read my music book. I'm going to write all my lyrics in here. So one night I just went home. I just like laid in my bed and I was just like writing things. I just wanted, I was just writing things down, making, making, trying, trying to make it rhyme. And I was writing things down. And then I, I, mean, I ran up to my mom, I'm like, Mom, I made, I made a song. <laughs> and then she's like, okay, well, you can sing it. And then we'll see if it's like, and then I was like, I don't think it's, I don't think it'd be that good. Like, mm-hmm. I just wrote, put a bunch of lyrics together and mm-hmm. here we are now. Here we are now. So, um, I, I had written a, a couple of, let me see what, what, what's, what's, can you, can you give us a bit of a, if, if you feel comfortable with it, can you give us a bit of a background on what the song is about? Um, the song is about, um, it's called, what, it's again, called Feeling Blue. It's called Feeling Blue. <laughs> and it's about, um, one of the boys from Regent Park died in September, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And I saw his parents' world just like crash. Yeah. Crash down. Um, That's heavy. Okay. I wrote, yeah. I wrote the song, um, about just like how parents are feeling, um, and how like it doesn't feel like it's like one of the lines of the songs is like, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel all nice because and then it's like moms and dads feel it every day because they do. Right. Um, and I just, just wanted to make, I just wanted to show my appreciation and mm. just to like know that there will be a song that's more about like actually, like what actually happens, mm-hmm. you know? Karen, if you can talk, thanks. So I'm that, I appreciate And it's really difficult to talk about music and where it comes from and, and, and why you write it so you mm. could have also just said no comment and i would have understood <laughs> so, so. but i do appreciate you you opening up it made me realize that yeah. so when you um i just had this thought about the song when when you sing the chorus like i'm feeling blue that mm. part is that you saying that or are you thinking of the perspective of of this boy's parents like feeling that way i think it's of like me and the boy's parents okay because i know i i know for a fact that it's hard for them Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Um, actually, the boy's mom yeah. came to my recording, mm-hmm. and I was so happy that she came. Oh wow! Shout out to you, Tasha. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, indeed. But um, yeah, she seems so so. She moved came. By it. Yeah, she was. And yeah. she had she was like singing the song in her head, which is amazing. She had it stuck in her head. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> since this morning, since just the chorus. Very catchy. Very catchy. But wow, like I felt. I felt nice. Like I felt, I felt good inside. Yeah. To see her having a smile on. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think we all look at this as artists. We all look at um, why do we do what we do? And you, you did a really important thing with mm-hmm. this song. Yeah. Like bringing her into the studio and including her, and I, I feel like it is part of a a, a healing process. You'll never heal. But um, how did how did writing this tune, getting this out? make you feel how did it make you if you were the one feeling blue if that is part of the 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 emotion that you're dealing with in writing this song and getting it out there how did making it make you feel how did that play into this i think it made me feel like it made me feel 
better because I was like, you know what? You're going to make this song for his mom, um, for Makai's mom and Makai's dad. Mm-hmm. She needs, she needs a, a proper song that's not going to reflect around guns or drugs or like yeah. things like that. So. Wow. Well, thank you. Um, I want to talk about the creation process. So can you maybe back up and just let us know what you were thinking on that end and how Kieran, when you came into the picture, how did you guys shape it? What did you from day one, like there's all like how, when you got into the studio, maybe if you could talk about that. I mean, it's still, it's still so similar to the original song that Salam came with. I felt like a lot of the, the work for me yeah. was just my own personal, like, you know, I've been involved with music production and, you know, playing on albums and lots yeah. of studio situations before. But I think the biggest thing for, I came into this process being like, oh, I have cool, you know, like um, pieces of equipment we can use or like I have some insight that could be good or I have, you know, I had the idea of having like friends come in and show Salam like different ways of producing songs. And uh-huh. I realized very quickly that I had to kind of like check that because <laughs> the song was here. Salam, mm-hmm. I didn't know like even a lot of the things you're saying now, you know, I found out a bit more about what the song was about the day we were in the studio. Yeah, me too. Wow. Um, wow. I mean, wow. I sensed that it was, I sensed that it was a heavy. Talk about um, an interesting context mm-hmm. and not knowing that <laughs> context and then, and then adapting in the studio. So that, that must've been uh, really powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it was, you know, I just, I think there was something like pretty early on that Salam said where she was like, you know, I was maybe asking about different styles of production or what, you know, what avenue we might want to go down. And you said something like, I don't really, I don't really need this song to be popular. It doesn't need to sound big or anything like that. I just really want to put it out there. And I was like, wow, "Wow, like, who says that? I know. (laughs) How old are you? And it's like, you almost get away away from, or there's ways to very easily get away (laughs) from that. The more you, you know, make music, like even the fact that like, can you, can you just hold, hang, hang that. Mm -hmm. Who says that? So (laughs) you go in there saying, so what was your objective there? So what did you want? What do you want the song to be? If not, if not popular, like most people just go into a studio and that's all they're saying. I want this thing to be popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what was Um, the objective? It was different, right? It was a different inspiration there, motivation. It was was different because I didn't like care how many views I had or how many likes it would get or like if we, if you liked it or didn't like it, like I don't care. I'm sorry. Like I wouldn't care. Mm -hmm. I like it. You don't have to like it. That's my opinion. That's um, the true artist right there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I just wanted to put it out. Like I just, like I just wanted to put it out instead of like having, like I don't think I want, I don't think I want a music video because that's just like, I think, I feel like that's like, it's not too much work. I feel like that's just like, Let's like let the, let the song get a little like hype first, you know. Yeah. Um, but um, it's just I don't know. It's just like I don't want. I want it to be big, but right. at the same time, if it doesn't get big. I'll be okay with it. Like, right. It doesn't need to be like up there with Drake or Cardi B. Yeah. Or, like, <laughs> it'll just be right there. Well, I mean, yeah. you had that real where it came from, right? You just wanted to like fill a a void, like you felt like. It was out of concern mm-hmm. for, it seems like, Makai's parents, which is like, that's, you know, that should really be the reason that so many songs are written. But it's just rare that mm-hmm. things don't come come from a place that real a lot of the time. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, you know, as this program kind of evolves, as we try to foster this stuff through as a school, mm-hmm. uh, you're, it's, it's, that's a, it's a really heavy thing that you did here. I just want you to know that, that you kind of pushed the organization in a lot of ways. You pushed the work that we're all doing mm-hmm. by, by creating this thing. Um, and I applaud it and, and it is catchy and it's a very beautiful thing. It stands alone, but I think what knowing the context of where it came from is really important. So thank you again. No problem. Uh, Kieran, sorry, I cut you off earlier. You were on mm. a line of thought. Did you remember it? No, I mean, it was just talking about that. Yeah. Like it was that, that was the, the work for me. It was yeah. kind of like s- stepping out of the way, you know, yeah. and I think it's interesting that Casey is my connection to this program because mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like as a creative, you know, my background's in mostly playing for a long time, playing in bands, playing drums. And then more and more these days, I do more production, like creative, uh, work, composition, production, things like that. Um, and I think for the first few years I was involved in producing things, my approach to it was like pretty, like ruthless like i could i I have to watch my language i could be like uh a little bit like bullheaded in the studio or get so wrapped up in the ideas that i had that i would you know be in the room and be like you know you do this you do this whatever like just not not taking into account all the time that there's like an an experience being created you know like always thinking about the the product like the end product right so you know you get a right. picture in your mind of how you want a track to sound how you want an album to sound or how you want somebody to play mm-hmm. a part it's really easy to get so wrapped up in that being yeah, your yeah. entire world at that yeah. moment yeah and i worked on an album with casey her album psychic materials five or six years ago and i was in the middle of working on another album at the time that was with with a project that I'm like more of a songwriter in or whatever. Yeah. Um and it was a real I'd known Casey for a long time and we had worked together, but it was I think in that context, in the middle of working on this other thing and being yeah. like staying up till four every morning and being really wrapped up in this project. Yeah. And then making an album with Casey where she had created this like it was so much about the experience. Like she was so aware of yes the music being made but also the experience that everybody was having in the process Uh and i think i learned i saw like a real um like a weak spot in my maybe just my creative personality just my personality in general it was a a real wake up you know (laughs) and it's good to have those moments i think it's music's amazing because for me i feel like it has made me you know as an adult put me in situations that maybe my parents mightn't have been in when they were my age or whatever. Like you constantly have to, you know, you're on tour, you're in a van with 10 people, but you're like in your mid thirties and you, you know, you're like, what am I doing in this situation? How do I adapt to like all these different personalities? Like you're constantly going through that. So I, uh, yeah, I feel like that, that, that particular time, which, yeah, I guess I was around, I don't know. I don't remember how old I was at that time. Mm-hmm. It was six years ago. Um, it was just a, re- it was a bit of a wake up. And so it made me realize that I wanted to put myself in more situations where I could, um, yield to the experience that was happening or like really, you know, being, uh, doing a good job at producing a track is sometimes just really stepping out of the way. Yeah. Nice. And so it's interesting that in this experience, I think I was like, you know, excited to 
to help a song be created and excited to meet Salem and like hear what the song was. But I also had built up some ideas about like how I would be involved with it. Yeah. And then I very quickly had to be like, no, that's not, that's not what this is. The song is here. It's like ready to go. We need to just kind of let's give cool. it a couple little nudges in a couple yeah. places. And then it, Get out of the way. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember, yeah. do you remember any, any fine tuning that, that Kieran would have done along the way? Like, can you point, can you pinpoint what the experience was like working with a producer? I was really picky. I'm, I'm so really picky. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. So I wanted my song to sound like, it's this challenge that like people are doing. Yeah. It's called Ten Toes Down, I think. Okay. I played it and like, I want my song to sound like this. Like, wow. it's just this. I want it to sound like this. But then I, I started realizing that the song doesn't really like fit, like the chorus fits and the first verse fits, but like, the second verse doesn't fit in the song. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? But Kieran, <laughs> um, he made like something that's like basically the same, mm -hmm. but just a little different and it like sounds better with the song mm -hmm. instead of like me and my picky self wanting the ten toes <laughs> challenge. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, sure. And that's that very cool. It became yeah. something else. And we kept bringing these like machines, drum machines. <laughs> yeah. to, to these sessions. Yeah. yeah. I brought in things a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. Fun. Just fun, like, fun. Um, I love yeah. that sound though. I love what came from it. Yeah. These like drum machines. And yeah. Just like we're playing. Great. Great. Like, we could do anything with this. Great. You could add it if you don't, you don't want it. Like you could take it out or like, like, you know, let's just go with the flow. So. <laughs> yeah. Great, great, great mantra. What did you learn along the way, Sebastian, as, as Salam's teacher, having this relationship prior to this and then seeing this un, 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 unravel? Yeah. I mean, I think it was interesting seeing how, uh, how sure of Salam, how sure of herself she was. Cause like, we're, we're hearing that today. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Cause like in the, in our guitar lessons, I think like sometimes we'll drop a song and start a new one and, so then we'll just sort of, we'll kind of go with the flow in that respect. But when it came yeah. to the song, it was like, no, this, this is what I want. <laughs> and mm -hmm. she was very much like, I like this. I don't like that. And she wasn't afraid to say that, which was amazing. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Well, it's coming through today. Um, <laughs> care to comment? No need to, if not, but I, the floor is open. If you do want to reflect on this from your end. <laughs> You're you're in this, yeah, right? for sure. Of course, I mean, I was I was at the you know the birth of it when she ran out of their room. I was like, I have this song, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and when I first heard it, um, we were I was kind of a little skeptical of the lyrics because we weren't sure how it was going to play out. Gentle listener, you're <clears throat> listening now to Salam's mom. This is Marianne. Yeah, just in the and she was also too concerned about the way the lyrics were flowing and how people were going to accept it mm -hmm. on the street. Okay. Um, because it's kind of, you know, going against, I guess, the, you know, the way things are kind of supposed to be. Mm. And, um, and I just said to her, it doesn't matter. It's, mm. it's what you feel and, and it's the right thing. Mm. And, um, you know, these other songs that were written for Makai, mm. I mean, they were his friends that, you know, wrote the songs and, sure. you know, they're feeling the same amount of pain as, you know, I mean, as everyone else. I'm glad you mentioned this. Um, yeah. You know, it's despite, all expression in the end, right? Yeah. Despite yeah. the way things, uh, the way Makai's life ended. Yeah. Um, but everyone, you know, everyone was still, you know, mourning. And this music that they produced was kind of a reflection of what, you know, of their experiences and what they were, you know, going through at the time. Uh -huh. And I mean, it's, it is, it's still artistic. It's their music. Sure. You know? It is. But, um, 
because, you know, we spent so much time, you know, with the family on a personal level. Mm -hmm. I think Salem kind of got, um, you know, immersed in that, that the, the emotional part of, of watching the family, you know, um, mourn and, and go through this experience. And I think we definitely got a one-on-one lesson on direct mourning and, mm -hmm. and really experiencing, you know, what the loss of a life um, really was. So, so, you know, I mean, I applaud her, you know, not changing. She wanted to take out some parts of the song and knowing that it, it could be very controversial. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I said, it's okay, you know, like, it, it is what it is. And um, mm -hmm. I think, you know, I kind of, I slipped Makai's mom in. I gave her a quick call and I said, you know, hope you're not busy, you know, and she was, I, I could feel her. She was, she wanted to come, but she didn't mm -hmm. because, you know, she's obviously, you know, yeah, having sure. a hard time sure. um, with everything. But um, I just said to her, you know, Slam's doing a song mm -hmm. and, you know, if you have time, you know, you, you know, you can swing by the studio. And then she's like, oh, okay, well, I'll see if, you know, I can. And she's like, I have something to do and all this stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then I guess in the end, I kind of slipped in um, the songs, like, about Makai. And she's like, you didn't tell me that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I didn't know how to, like, how, yeah, yeah, yeah sure, say, sure. Say, you know? Sure. And then anyway, she, so basically she, you know, got on, she called me back and she's like, I'm in the name, I'm, I'm, in Regent Park, she mm. said, "Where is it?" Mm. And I gave her the wrong address. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. right, it was like ninety eight instead of eighty nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I just finally found it, and um, we're talking about our friends at Union Sound. Yeah. Who thank you, shout out to them for thank their, you. their support in bringing this song to life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, so I had some other errands to run that I had to deal with the children and stuff. Yeah, and sure. So Tash was there, and I knew she had to go to work. So right. I figured by the time I got back, that she'd be gone. But when I got there, she was there and she was like singing the, the you know, the chorus. the chorus. And she was, and she just wow. said to me, I said, I didn't think you'd be here. Mm. And she goes, I didn't want to leave. Wow. And I think she was really, she, you know, she, wow. she felt a real connection to Salem and to the song and just being there in the moment. Mm. And uh, she ended up staying Right, right, right to yeah, the end, yeah. and um, and it was just a beautiful, it was a beautiful uh, time. And I'm really glad that I that she was able to be there and yeah. to experience, yeah, you know that with with Salem. Um, so thank you, thank you for sharing that. It's, it sounds like it was a a memorable day. Yeah, mm -hmm. that you can you captured something. Tasha, Tasha said to me that that she felt like Salem had read her thoughts <laughs> whoa yes. yeah whoa. yeah yeah i remember hearing that yeah we're gonna set the song up here it is salam do you want to introduce it before we we cut to the premiere uh we're gonna play the the mixed version of it right now for our, our listeners the song you're about to hear is called feeling blue by me salam <laughs> thank you everybody for making time this morning yeah There's anything else to do But keep on praying and praying and praying all day I'm feeling blue Don't think there's anything else to do But keep on praying and praying and praying all day Found my heart through time Didn't realize it was a crime 
trying to bear feel, but I don't know what to do. When you do the crime, you better can do the time. Because life is hard and I be asking why. I'm standing over your grave, trying to be brave. When you sitting in the sky and I be asking why, you'd always be on time. Maybe if you were late, I wouldn't be sitting in your face. Struggling through the hate, realizing you was just a bait. Didn't think you would be fit, but they just seem not to care. I'm feeling blue, don't think there's anything else to do But keep on praying and praying and praying all day I'm feeling blue, don't think there's anything else to do But keep on praying and praying and praying all day And I'm looking at the news, the goals and other blues Tears down my face, looking at the disgrace I'd rather see them sit in the cell and do the time When they come out, they won't do no crime And realize that they did wrong It's not right to feel all nice because Every day, their son just got married At 10 years, would've been married Having kids of his own Thinking in my head, would he really be dead? If they aren't fucked up in the head Acting like they're innocent Like everything's okay, but didn't realize From the start, everything you do Has an impact on your heart I'm feeling blue Don't think there's anything else to do Keep on praying and praying and praying all day I'm feeling blue, don't think there's anything else to do But keep on praying and praying and praying all day Thank you, Salam, Sebastian, Marianne, and also to Kieran Adams Who helped support this program, Song to Studio, this year of course, in collaboration with our longtime supporters of RPSM and this program, producer James Bunton and musical genius Casey Masia, who dreamed up this awesome collaboration in the first place. Now into its fourth year, we're excited to share more new music that we have cooking this year as part of the project. Stick around and please share your love of community music and this podcast by making noise about every little voice on social media. And if you do, please tag us at Regent Park Music, and we'll see you again next month with our camp counselors from last summer. What a great conversation we had. Also, if you're interested in signing up for our summer camp as a student, please visit rpmusic.org and learn more about our upcoming programs in the summer of 2020. See you again next month on Every Little Voice.